I needed to be 210 on the dot. One day I get in there and I'm like 205. I've already chugged a couple shakes. If I chug another one of these, I'm gonna throw it all back up and I'm gonna be lighter than I was before. If you watch the video, I think I put my emotions on display right there. <laughs> I, I was thinking about a celebration before the game, but at that moment, there was no celebration. It was just straight, rah. <laughs> <laughs> College football tees, college basketball tees, whatever you need, Mercury has you covered with the best merch out there. We're talking about high-quality clothing, inexpensive, and the best part is I have a 15% discount for everybody who goes and gets some right now. Use the code below, hit the link in the description, and go get your merch now. Use the code to get 15% off. What are you waiting on? Go do it. Nick Anderson, Caden Helms, um, two Sooner greats, guys that I love watching on Saturdays. Guys, first and foremost, you guys have started this podcast, and, and I love tuning into it. I'm sure that most of the folks in the room here tonight, that's how they got here is because they tune in and they love the content that you guys put out at each week. So, Nick, I'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about the pod. This is your opportunity to boost it out, get some more uh, followers, and, and, um, and boost this thing up a little bit. Man, it feels weird being on the other side of, a, of an interview, but, uh, man, the podcast has really just been like another – another uh a way to express ourselves and um you know I, I never would have thought a year ago that we'd be in a situation like this with all all of y'all in here but uh it's just for us the podcast is something that we can use to get to know our teammates better uh the people that we interact with every day just to get to know them on a different level and uh it's a way to share our stories with all of y'all and uh i feel like that's just you know a chance that not everyone gets and we're grateful for it love it love it now Caden, you obviously come from out of state, uh, coming from the state of Nebraska. Nick's been here for a while. Obviously, his older brother I got to play with here at Oklahoma, so he understood a lot about this university. Just tell us from your perspective, from being an out-of-state guy, what was it that drew you to Oklahoma um, and, and being a part of this incredible fraternity of guys? Yeah, so, I mean, to me, it was kind of just the, f the feeling I got when I came down here on, I think I came – two or three times on a visit. And, you know, it kind of instantly felt like a home away from home, which is something, you know, I, I really enjoyed. And uh, my mom was actually a, a big a big reason I came here because the kind of the, the other places I was thinking of, she wouldn't have been able to get to all the games and everything like that. And this was kind of a good um, place where it wasn't too far from home, but it wasn't, you know, too close as well. I still, you know, felt away from home at times and really just uh, Coach Finley, my tight ends coach. Um, I know a lot of a lot of the guys in my class, um, uh, Lincoln Riley left like a couple weeks before signing day. So we we're really all um, kind of scrambling to see what we were going to do. And um, crazy time. yeah, uh, <laughs> Coach Finley really, uh, really just kept me level headed. And, um, you know, he told me straight up, like, I don't even know if I'm going to be here, um, but, you know, I'll still, I'll still rock with you. I'll still ride with you, um, whatever the case might be. And he ended up, you know, keeping his job. Coach V came in, um, flew to see basically everyone within two or three days of getting hired. Um, and that really sold me as well. So really just a family feel overall. Love it. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. I, I wanted to stay in the state of Texas when I was coming out of, of high school, just being close to home. And I came up here and, and walked the halls of this place and all the championship trophies and all those things. And I got back on 35 to drive south and I couldn't say no. Right. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, Nick, obviously, family ties with, with your brother and, and yeah. you hear that a lot. But you really came into your own this year and you've made a name for yourself early on in your career. Um, 
you mentioned it a second ago. You got some coaching change up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, co-offensive coordinators, obviously, with Joe John Finley sticking with the tight ends, but being the co-offensive coordinator and Seth Luttrell coming in to call the plays. Yeah. Uh, tell everybody here from a, a first uh, person perspective, we're going to score a lot of points this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's go. Yeah. Especially, Let's go. especially through the air. So. Let's go. And I know Jaden gives a kind of test. We're excited for this season, especially with J10 in the backfield. Jackson Arnold, my bad. I, I call him J10. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be really exciting. I've always had a lot of trust in uh, Coach Finley, and uh, especially uh, last game with Coach Luttrell. Uh, I was excited to see what, what uh, his play calling was like. So, yeah, I'm excited for this season. No we, doubt. We I can't, I can't wait to see you guys uh, tear it up. Can you know, when, when it comes to your, your position coach getting a, you know, a boost, things can change a little bit. But talk a little bit about Joe John and the type of coach that he is. He was a GA when I was here, a graduate assistant. So he was working his way, you know, through the coaching ranks. I personally think he's one of the best in the absolute business. But give them a little insight to what we're going to see out of our new co-offensive coordinator and, and tight ends coach. Yeah, so, I mean, Joe John, that's my guy. You know, he's been my guy since really day one of getting recruited. Um, he only... He, I like one thing I like about him. He's very selective about you know the players he wants to recruit and bring to Oklahoma. I think in my class he only offered like four tight ends, and he does that um, like throughout each class he recruits. Um, so that's something I really I really enjoy about him. And then secondly, you know he's a family guy. He's a God driven God driven guy. Um, I think my first week here he offered to take you know me and all the other guys to church and stuff like that, kind of get us acquainted. Um, with, you know, a new church down here and a new Sooner family. And then, you know, I also just like, you know, how, how caring he is for each of us. You know, he he's really good at um, meeting all of our needs individually and then collectively as a group. Um, you know, so he's just he's a really, really good guy, really, really um, smart coach, knows what he's talking about. Uh, you know, he played in the league a little bit, obviously had a pretty successful career here. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I think everybody in this room loves the culture that Oklahoma football is riding on right now. And a lot of that is attested to Brent Venables and what he's brought in with the sole mission. Um, and then just the guys in the locker room. You guys really appear from the outside like you've really bought into what you're doing. Um, and that obviously equates to wins when you're playing with your brothers. But uh, another big part of culture, and I've always said this, is, is your strength staff. And um, Jerry Schmidt is back, and, uh, and hopefully he's back to stay. Schmitty, Schmitty was here when I was here, and, and I have some incredible stories, as I know you guys will. And so I'll share my story first, one of my favorite stories of Schmitty. So you guys can think for a minute. Yeah, I'm just no, sharing I'm a story for these guys. So um, Jerry Schmidt is not the tallest guy in the world, but he certainly instills some fear. And, uh, and so, you know, we always had to weigh in. Every single week, you have your name on the chart inside the weight room, and you've got a weight next to it. And it wasn't like, you know, I always had to be 210. I was a, kind of a lighter guy when I got here. And so I needed to be not 209, not 211. I needed to be 210 on the dot. And if you're under it, you go chug shakes until you get there. If you're over it, you go throw on trash bags and you get on the Stairmaster until you hit your weight. That's just the way it was. And thankfully, I, I would hit it on the head most of the time. And so I didn't have to worry about anything. But one day I get in there and I'm like 205. And it was a tough workout. You guys know we were, we were doing med balls down by the duck pond and it was just a rough day. And so, um, so I'm like, I'm 205. I've already chugged a couple shakes. If I chug another one of these, I'm going to throw it all back up and I'm going to be lighter than I was before. 
So I go up to Schmitty, and this is not a fun conversation to have with Schmitty. I go, Schmidt, I, I'm not going to make weight. And, of course, he looks at you like, you know, you're the worst person in the world. And so he did. He, he was gracious to me. He said, all right, big dog, go, go eat breakfast and come back. And I'm sitting there going, I've already chugged like five shakes. I'm not getting one of those omelets from, from uh, she just retired. What was her name that used to make all the omelets? Oh, in Headington? In Headington. Oh, there was a lady Flo? that made her omelets Flo? in Headington. Flo? 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 Yeah. Flo. Oh, Flo made I love Flo. I haven't seen Flo in a minute. Flo would make Wait, she retired? Omelet. I think she's retiring. No. Yeah, I, didn't, so, I didn't even know that. <laughs> quick, quick aside with Flo. I would go in there every morning and let's say I asked, I say, Flo, I want an omelet with mushrooms, bacon, and cheese. Without fail, every time it would come out with no cheese, spinach, and ham. I mean, she, <laughs> she never got an omelet right, but she was she great. Knew, she knew it was best for you. She, she knew she it was, was best for me. That's right. Guy. So anyways, I, I go and I'm like, there's just no way. So had my, my tights on or whatever, and, and I just didn't want to let Schmidt down. So did the old stuff the apples right there in, into the pants. Probably had 10 apples in there. And I was trying to walk to where it would, you couldn't really see it, but... I know he knew. He knows everything. I walked in there. I made weight, and he, he didn't say anything after that. So uh, that, that was one of my favorite stories of Schmidt. That, that I, had to, I got to get around Schmidt one time. But uh, any fun stories from you guys with, with Coach Schmidt? Because they're always so great. You know, I, I, I've been trying to think of a good story that is good for this room. Because I, 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 yeah. I can't think of any PG stories. Well, tell tell time that um, – you know, maybe a tough workout or what, Ooh, maybe, workout. maybe a little insight for everybody to hear on what a typical okay. day in the summer looks like. A typical day in the summer that, yeah. Okay. So usually we'll, we'll split up the day, what an hour of lifting, an hour of running. And, um, you know, the lifting can go either two ways. It's either you make it through or you barely make it through. And, uh, then you get to the field time to run and, there's only one way that's going to go. So Smitty get pissed if you don't make your time. <laughs> <laughs> he do get pissed. And, and if you don't make your time, he's not going to, he's not, cause you might, you might just barely make the time or you might just barely not make the time, but you'll never know until after the, until after the run, when you're about to, when everyone's walking uh, back to the locker room or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 take it easy. Stay. Come on, stay. Come back at three, big dog. Yeah, come back at three, big dog. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, then, you know, you messed up. But, um, yeah, the summers are just an experience you kind of got to experience for yourself because if you haven't, then you, you really won't know. But you have any stories about Smitty? Uh, PG? Yeah, I personally <laughs> I personally don't have any stories, but one of my favorite stories is actually from Gavin Freeman told her on one of our pods. <laughs> um, so basically, I'm not going to name names. So one of the guys uh, ended up not making a workout. You know, he missed a workout. Um, and Smitty, you know, called him, told him to come back. Um, pretty much... I forgot what, I forgot if it was in the summer. I think it was in the summer, but he basically told the dude to come back at 6 a.m. the next day. I think the next day was a Saturday. Um, so basically, the, the player shows up at 6 a.m., starts waiting, you know, making sure his waist's right, reaches like 6, 6.05, still waiting. <laughs> uh, about 6.10, he, he goes in the locker room, gets his phone, calls, calls Smitty. Smitty doesn't answer. So, um, long story short, Smitty didn't show up to the, to the workout. Um, he kind of gave, gave the player a taste of his own medicine, but yeah, that, that's one of my favorite, favorite Smitty stories. I love it. I'll share one more. This is probably, it, I'll call it G rated. All right. So okay. 
Schmitty, he has his rack. So you, every player gets assigned a rack, okay? And, uh, and that's who your coach is with. I was with Scotty, all my Scotty people out there. Um, and Scotty was pretty easy on us. Scotty, you know, he was methodical about the way that we lifted, at least to some degree. Schmitty, hey, how, how many, how many <laughs> you know, plates can you put on each side? You better get it. That's just the way it was. Well, in the old locker room, which uh, is over in the indoor, and I don't know if y'all still go in there from time to time, probably not. Um, but it, ceilings were really low and there was rafters, you know. Um, and so we'd be in the middle of a workout and he mentioned it. You'd be out running, you'd be dead and you'd be lifting, trying to get up this weight. And if you didn't get the weight, um, you know, a coach would say something to you. So there was one day I was just struggling and we were benching and I didn't bench all that much anyways, nor should I have playing quarterback. But I don't even remember how much was on the bar, but I, I was just getting destroyed by this by this weight. And so Schmitty comes, Scotty's rack was on the far end this way. Schmitty's rack was on the far end that way. Schmitty walks over and he, as I'm getting up and, you know, I'm feeling sorry for myself. He just stares at me. He doesn't say anything. And then he starts looking at the ceiling. And then he stares at me again and he looks at the ceiling. And I, I probably see in double, double vision. But you know, like when you're driving by a big truck and they have the, the balls that hang from the back? He had hung a pair of those in the weight room up in the rafters. And he was looking at me. And he's looking at those, basically saying, come on, man. You don't have any. I don't have any. Yeah, this is not good. So great story by Schmitty. Um, guys, last question here, and then we'll open it up uh, for, to the crowd to ask you guys some questions. But what can we look most forward to as we head into spring ball with, with uh, you know, some new pieces on this staff? What are you guys most excited about internally, um, about the 2024 team, and uh, anything else that you'd like to share with these folks uh, before we wrap up? I'll let you go first. Um, I would say one thing I'm most excited for is just to kind of see how all the new guys kind of mold um, with, you know, the returning players. Last year we did, you know, I think we did a really good job. I feel like last year um, was probably the closest, closest team I've been a part of since I've been here. I know I haven't been here the longest, but um, I think, yeah, that's that's one thing I'm looking forward to that. And just, you know, seeing how how far and how willing um, the, the new guys are to, you know, be all in with us and go through these many workouts. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably what I'm looking forward to. I'm excited to see all of the, um, the younger guys, but people that have been here that haven't been able to show what they can do. Uh, I'm excited for them to finally get on the field and maybe step into that role that they've been waiting on and, and show out. Cause I know that they can do it. And I, I just can't wait for them to, you know, put themselves, put their names in front of y'all. So that's what I'm most excited for. Love it. Well, thanks for the time guys. Uh, Join into the pod. They do a, an awesome show every week. And uh, you'll have all these guys on there at some point and some, some great guests. Um, let's open it up for questions. Anybody got questions for, uh, for Caden and Nick? Right off the top, just out of the receiver room, I'm really excited about um, Jacob Jordan. He's one of the. Uh, I feel like he's going to be overlooked a little bit, but he's been he's been showing a lot of maturity uh, in the weight room and uh, on the field when it comes to drills, uh, especially like position specific drills. So I'm really excited about him, and of course Ivan. Uh, he's a tall dude and he can move, so I'm I'm really excited about him too. Yeah. I think it says a lot about a guy that, that comes in and is ready to play from day one. I was not that guy. I needed my red shirt year. 
Um, but these guys that, that, you know, they come in and they act like pros from day one. Sterling Shepard was one of those guys. Joe Mixon was one of those guys. First practice we went out and it was off season. We did a, a route session. You just knew that guy was going to do you know, handle everything the right way. He's going to be a phenomenal player. So that's cool to hear about those guys and, and hopefully they make an impact early. This is one about the mindset um, of the fan. I'm so tired of hearing the SEC, it's going to be a rough year. It's on the field of the Sooners. You don't know what I know. How do you handle, because I'm sure you guys hear the same stuff, we're ready for the SEC. That's my thoughts. How do you handle those comments or how does that, I have a chip on my shoulder. Does that put a chip on your shoulder? Um, yeah, I, I would say it does. Um, obviously, I can't speak for everyone, but I think um, I just saw that 247Sports uh, put out our, our uh, over-under win, wins at like seven or um, so yeah, I mean, it, it definitely does put a chip on our shoulder. I feel like we play really good when we have a chip on our shoulder and, um, you know, obviously we can't look too much into that stuff. We just got to, you know, take it day by day and take it game by game, but it definitely, it definitely does give us a little boost, um, of confidence and kind of, of, uh, willpower going, going into the season, going into workouts. So. Yeah, and regardless of what all the media is saying, it's always just been about Oklahoma. So, and that's what BB has been telling us. So, we just got to focus on what we do and making sure that we keep the main thing the main thing. So, good question, Jeffrey. How did you feel when If you watch the video. I think I put my emotions on display right there. <laughs> I, I was thinking about a celebration before the game, but at that moment, there was no celebration. It was just straight, rah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to speak from the, speak from the heart. I like the morning games because, because first of all, I got used to them, especially in high school, because that was a lot. We had a lot of morning games in uh, high school and obviously in Pee Wee and stuff like that. But we also get like a lot of the day afterwards to just chill with family and stuff. So um, when it comes to a, uh, like a night game, like six o'clock, we usually get back to our houses at like 12, 1230. So we don't have a lot of time to spend with our with our family. But uh, the like the vibes and the like uh, environment from a night game top tier definitely but I mean I feel like OU always brings the juice when it comes to a Saturday night or a Saturday game in general so but yeah I like morning games anybody else we're good appreciate good. it guys awesome we are, uh...